if there is something else to say about it, it's, it is a talk about egos. And that, nah, bro. At the end of the day, we are people. And I don't care. And, and you know, that's the thing, like, I like your movies, bro. Movies is all, the movies is hitting. But you can't be hitting too. There's just, there's just a lot of absolute words pod my name is keon aka almighty the dj <laughs> that's hilarious because i'm like what are you waiting on like, what, you just answer my question okay and my name is earl lonnie hooks a very special thanks to everybody that will be joining us today on soundcloud spotify apple as well as youtube you got me fucked up <laughs> and please do not forget to follow us at AOW Pod on Instagram, the God in me honors the God in each and every one of you. So, so here's my thing, because I already I like every two weeks I get paid. Okay, I budget for gas. I set a certain amount of money aside for gas. Okay, I obviously still have money left over that I can spend freely. Okay, so if gas were to ever get up to ten dollars an hour, I'm gonna rework my budget. Okay. And I'm going to get the gas. Now, there is a number that I would really have to consider other options of transportation at. Yeah. I don't. You got that electric uh, skateboard. So you that shit ain't that shit ain't get me to work, (laughs) especially going down 95. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, if anything, I'm going to get like a a moped or something. I don't know. (laughs) But um, I mean, there is a number. I just don't know where it is. But I I just couldn't foresee gas getting to a point. Where it would just be completely out of my budget yeah, to even have to drive my car. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and, then I'm, and then I'm starting to think like, well, if it gets like that, then shit, maybe it's, no, I was going to say maybe it's worth selling my car. But then again, like, it, can, it ain't going to stay like that forever. Yeah, but so then, it, then it drops back and now you <laughs> and just now have just an electric skateboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so no, don't do not do that. Nah, but um, nah, I'm going to get the gas regardless. Yeah. Um, Especially the fact that I'm still paying on my car. <laughs> like, I'm going to use it because I'm still paying for my vehicle. I'm going I'm, to use it. I'm about $800 away. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, I know. I know. It feels great. I can't <laughs> wait. It's like a couple more payments. Hell and, yeah. And I'm done. Go ahead, nigga. Just, just drop the 800 No, Nah, we don't need to do that. Just That's, drop the 8 No, 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 no. It's not that. It's, not, it's never that serious. It's, it's never that serious. Um, How are you today, sir? Man, I'm good. Um, I did. I'm today. I'm as being as much of as as much of an adult as I can possibly be. Okay. Um, no, I'm just lying. But I did yes. do some very adultery things. That, no, that's probably not a great word to use for that. Um, <laughs> I did a lot of adulting. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you did a lot of adultery today. <laughs> adulting. Adul- adultery. I did a lot of adulting. You committed today. adulterous acts. Is what you said. Is that's that's what you said. <laughs> I thought it sounded right for a second, and then I realized what I actually said. Um, no, I just did a lot of adulting today. Um, I set myself up for a doctor's appointment today, um, which is something that I've needed to do for a while. I try to go like once a year just to you know get some blood drawn, see how I'm doing in life. And uh, it's been about a year and a half, so I definitely needed to make that appointment. You know, also my lovely fiance, she likes to push me towards these appointments because, as I've said before, she does not want our marriage to fail within the first couple of years because I died of something that could have been prevented. (laughs) 
So, <laughs> yes, that's very uh, important. Yeah. Something to think about. So, um, but it's also something to think about just like we're young, but we're not young, young. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm 31. I think you're 31. I am 31. Um, Welcome to the club, man. Stop to the it. 31 club. Stop. It's not, uh, <laughs> it's not, it's not a club. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know. I, yeah, I went to the doctor today just simply to get a checkup, you know, get the blood drawn, let them tell me if if my cholesterol is high or if something else is high, my mm-hmm. blood pressure, whatever. Um, but I was telling my doctor, I was like, you know, doc, I didn't call him that. But <laughs> <laughs> nigga, why did you, you, are, you, are, you, do you need to slow down? You just saying some shit today. Like, really, um, relax. <laughs> um, so I'm like, I'm telling him, like, sometimes I wake up. And my left ear just feels very clogged. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And, you know, I'm telling them, like, you know, I, I use Q-tips, but honestly, I just feel like that shit just, you know, it gets some of the stuff, but it doesn't get everything. It just kind of pushes stuff in there. And he's like, well, you know, Keon, that's very true. Um, and I was telling him, I, you know, I was thinking about going to an ENT doctor, which is an ear, nose, and throat doctor. Mm. Uh, you know, if you didn't know, all that shit has a lot to do with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's one doctor that handles all that. Um, but he was like, oh, that's not necessary. We can do an ear cleaning today. Bet. Yeah, mm. let's do that. Like, uh, well, yeah, what's that like? So what they do is they bring this uh, this like pinkish purplish solution. Um, basically, they put it, they take it. It's, it's, it's in like a syringe. Mm. They put it in your ears. And what it's supposed to do is it's supposed to take it's supposed to basically make the earwax kind of come together and okay. just kind of come into these little little balls or whatever that makes it easier for it to get out when Mm -hmm. they go through with the procedure. So they did that in both ears, put um, cotton swabs in my ears, sat, let it sit for about five minutes. And then they came in and I had to put like this little thing, like this little cup thing under my ear. Mm -hmm. It's designed to like fit under the ear, but it's like a, you know, it's going to catch whatever comes out. Yeah. Um, They put that there and basically they just take a, you know, like a a spray bottle Mm -hmm. and they attach this little, long little nozzle thing to it and they just stick it in your ear and they just with hot water they just keep doing it until it flushes the uh, the earwax out okay and you know she showed me and i mean it didn't seem like a lot a lot but it was some in there yeah and uh she showed me and i was like okay that's dope like i didn't even know you guys provided that service right so (laughs) now that i know that i'm gonna definitely next time i come back here i'm gonna get my ears clean right 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 right. (laughs) that's cool that's funny as hell. I uh, wonder if, uh, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see if you wake up tomorrow and like what if it feels any different. Yeah, he like asked me. He was like, "Do you feel anything differently?" And I was like, "I don't, I don't, I, I can't really, I, I don't think I do." Well, one, it's but, something that you feel like it's just in the morning. Yeah, like when I'm la- like when I've been laying down, um, you know, for a while, mm. I, I wake up and it's just like this left ear just seems like it's like. Like muffled, yeah. The yeah. hearing is okay. like muffled. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and it's not even every day. Don't get me. Don't get it. You know, I don't want yeah. to twist. It's not like something happens every single morning when I wake up. But it's something that happens often enough that I notice it. Yeah. So, um, you know, I told them about that, and they they got me right. Okay. And um, so while I was there, you know, they asked me a bunch of COVID questions and stuff like that. They asked me if I'd gotten my booster because they had me on file for having my my other shots. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Nah, I don't have that. And they asked me if I wanted to do that. I was like, You know what? Let's just get it out of the way. <laughs> Let's just get it out of the way. <laughs> That's why you said the full service. Oh, I ain't even done yet. Um. <laughs> I ain't even done yet. So they was also like, yeah, when's the last time you had a tetanus shot? And I was like, I have no fucking idea. 
Uh, apparently, you're supposed to get them every 10 years. Mm. Um, and then I just had the the nurse explain to me exactly what that is. Like I have, I, I get the gist of it, but I just wanted to know. And she's like, you know, basically, if you ever get any sort of uh, cuts or abrasions, there's all there's already a a solution inside of you that's gonna fight off any potential infections and things like that. And I was like, all right, cool, cool, you know. I'm supposed to get it every 10 years. I'm sure that I have not had that done. Right. So um, let's go ahead and do that. Okay. So, yeah, man, I went in there, got the full service, mm. got my ears clean, got my tetanus shot, That's got okay. a got a COVID booster, uh. um, got some blood work done, waiting for them to send me the, send me the results. Um, but it was it was it was good. You know what I'm saying? It's stuff like that. Um, as far as being an adult, you just you just feel good about just getting that type of stuff done. Yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I'm saying. Just 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 getting it out the way. You know, it's like getting your car fixed. Some, you know what I'm saying. Some maintenance on your vehicle. Yeah, except yeah. it's maintenance on me. You your, know what I'm saying. Your, your vehicle. Yeah. Yes. Your, my, your original vehicle. My vessel. Yes. <laughs> um, but you know, like I said, as we're as we're getting older, man, we just. Even as you know, even somebody like you that works out a lot, you know, tends to take care of yourself, never hurts to just go see a professional. No, it does not. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Um, because I don't, you know, I don't want to, I don't want my body, you know, breaking down by 40, 45. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need to be able to, I want some good movement at least until my, yeah. you know, if I can make it to like 80, like, I, I want some decent movement. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want my body to be working. Um, so it's just important. Especially for preventative measures, you know, just mm-hmm. or preventative maintenance. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Just to if there's anything going on, you know what I'm saying. You you can catch it early. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's interesting. I was because uh, <clears throat> a lot of a lot of things, you know, a lot of things don't have symptoms. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I consider that stuff too. Yeah, you just pop up. There's just some. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just sort some of shit like- wrong with you that you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah, very true. Shit does go off like that. I told you something definitely wrong with me. <laughs> Why? <laughs> no, I'm just fucking around. Oh. I, you have no idea. Oh, I know. I feel great. I feel great. That's I, good. I mean, no, that, no. that's 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 also very good mm. that you just feel great. You know what I'm saying? Because um, I'm hoping that if you didn't, you would see about that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, people too often just don't take good advice. Mm-hmm. Way too often. And a couple of people have have put me on to uh, Malcolm Gladwell. So the guy that I've been talking about them, the Outliers book, and now I just got done reading Talking with Strangers, which is underneath this book here. And I listened to a couple of episodes of his podcast. And one was interesting that uh, Uzima, my man from Congo, sent sent to me the other day. The Republic. Yes. (laughs) And he he was talking about... For, for uh, the the title of the episode is called "Big Man Can't Shoot." Okay. And what I love about what he does, and and mostly what I just love doing in life, and I'm going to do a little bit of it during this episode, I, I believe it's okay. probably going to happen. Is I like storytelling, mm-hmm. and I like it one because I think that we all see our lives through story. Okay. And we look into stories, films or books and try to or not even sometimes try to. Sometimes we just see some of ourselves in the movie and some of the characters or some of the way things are playing out. You can some of it resonates with you. And then the more it resonates with you, the more interest interested you are in the story and more invested you are. True. And so what he does is he tells 
these these small stories that on the face of it could just be about whatever the thing is. It could be basketball or hockey or reading, but there's a larger point to it, larger and deeper morals within it that maybe show you a truer nature about human beings or the way that something works amongst us. Mm -hmm. And in this one, he was talking about Wilt Chamberlain. Okay. And Shaquille O'Neal and a bunch of other people. All right. And he was speaking about free throws and the form that people have when they shoot free throws. You know what a free throw looks like. Mm -hmm. In that, remember that movie Moneyball with Jonah Hill and Brad Pitt? It was a baseball movie. It was about this this nerd, like this mathematical, you know, statistician. I didn't see it, but I know what you're talking about. And which was Jonah Hill. And he figured out something about the game of baseball. And he and I forget what it is. And I don't know enough about baseball to be able to explain it. But he came to the coach and was like, you know, if we do this thing that no one does, like we can win a lot more games. Mm -hmm. And it's it's not as exciting for the crowd to watch, but it's it's a technical move. You have to look it up. I forgot exactly what it was. And the guy was like, all right, well, I want to win more games. Mm -hmm. So then they started doing whatever that thing was. I think they just started like bunting a whole lot or something like that. Mm -hmm. But So it wasn't nearly as exciting for the spectators, but they were winning games. Mm -hmm. And when it comes back to basketball and foul shooting, they had figured out a long time ago. Some some people, I forget his name, it's something Barry, he was the old basketball player. Rick. It may have been. That Rick sounds Barry. that sounds familiar. It may have been. It may have been. He figured out why, by the way, because there are no rules against this. You can do a granny shot. You can squat down with the hands in between your legs and lob it up to the basketball hoop. And that is an acceptable shot. There's no rules against that. Right. And it's a much softer shot. It's a much more accurate shot. You would never do it during a game because you're just going to get blocked. But you can do yeah, that at yeah. the foul line. Right. When no one's guarding you. Right. And it's a much more highly effective shot. But no one chooses to do it. A couple people did it. And they became way better players than they were before. Simply, <laughs> They were making two times, three times the amount of shots, points per game because they were going to the foul line and making way more of their foul shots. Right. Only a couple people have done it. I think Will Chamberlain tried it for a game and he was making way more shots than he was before. Yeah, because, you know, they're going to foul big men more. Big big men more because they which feel is like what they, they shoot. Which is what they did to Shaq. Yeah, had to Shaq. We just going to foul him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm not lobbing the ball. I'm not doing that granny. That's a sissy shot. Oh gosh. It was funny, is but they but they but they did this experiment with women every, every, too. Everything's gay. They brought it to, they brought it to women too. And women were no better. Women didn't want to do it either. Why is this I mean, why Be, because the, it, the point is to make the basket. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that. <clears throat> A lot of this podcast was about 
how good ideas do not simply get accepted and do not scale through our society simply based on the fact that they that they are good ideas. Mm -hmm. You have to have someone do it first, usually someone big or a celebrity, someone that people look up to, and then people have to start doing it after them. For the most part, people are not just going to do something simply because they know it's a good idea, but other people are not doing it. Mm -hmm. And that was that was like nobody the, wants to be that lone wolf, that lone it was, ranger. It was about disagreeableness, like disagreeableness. It takes a more disagreeable type of person to do something against the grain simply because they don't want to buy into whatever conventional traditions have been set in place in whatever domain we're speaking about. And I happen to be one of those people okay. where sometimes I've been difficult to when it comes when it comes to terms uh, of having to participate in what other people would like to do. Mm -hmm. I can sometimes be difficult to work with because if I see an objective that needs to be fulfilled, I don't want to do what's traditional to get there if I think that what is traditional is a bad route to getting there. Mm -hmm. But most people are like, no, we just do it this way. But that way's bad. But it doesn't matter. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. That irks me. Okay. I don't like that idea of we just do it because I'm mean, clearly, you know, I'm not a traditionalist. Like, I, I don't like to just do things because we do them. I, I don't like that, that phrase, mm -hmm. especially if you can figure out a better way of accomplishing the thing. I was at my grandma's celebration. This, this isn't necessarily about accomplishing anything big, but it, I was just, this is a, an iota of what it is I'm talking about. There was a point where I wasn't wearing a coat. Mm -hmm. I was a little chilly. I decided I was going to go put on my coat. As I was going to get my coat to put it on, my <clears> aunt <throat> said, Oh, well, we're about to take pictures over here. You know me, one, I don't even care to just be running around and pose and take the picture. But I'm like, okay, it's fine. It's my grandma's celebration. I'm going to go fucking take the pictures. Take the pictures. Man. I'm just going to, it's not a big deal. I'm going to just go take the pictures <laughs> and we can all smile, whatever. So I go over and I get the coat and I'm about to put the coat on. And she says, Oh, put the coat down. And I'm like, what do you what do you mean? I'm about to just I'm I'm gonna be there in one second. I'm just gonna pick the coat up and put it on. And she was like, no coats in the picture. <laughs> Bro, you don't understand. I know that that may seem like something small to people, but I don't like when people just make absolutely arbitrary rules about things. Why and, are and, there no coats? And in then the demand you to adhere to them for mm. no reason. What are you talking about? No coats in the we'll put coats on in the picture. Just like who said that? That's what I'm saying. Like who told who made, you who this? Who made that up? Like who like who indoctrinated you with this idea? Who told you this? Who, who told, is this bad luck or something? Like what like what are you talking about? So it's a bunch of things like that that I'm just like, oh my God, like it's just, I don't want to participate in this dumb, arbitrary, <laughs> made up shit. And it just so happens that a lot of things that people do are just like that. Yeah, I get that. Um, so I found that to be extremely interesting, this podcast. Uh, I think it's the, the podcast by Malcolm Gladwell is called Revisionist History. Mm hmm. And so that that was that was really awesome. I definitely, I mean, I recommend at least that that episode. It was it was kind of cool. Um, um, but I bring that up just oh, as yeah. well. I mean, just on the back end of what you were saying, because simply because something is a good idea, like 
possibly go get checked out by a health professional and see how you're doing. You mm. know what I mean? Doesn't mean that people are going to do it. I'm not speaking about me personally, right, right. but yeah, some people are like, yeah, no, that, that sounds really great. I'm just not going to do it. Last point about this, actually. I went hiking yesterday, right? How with, was that? With, with, with a new friend. It was awesome. It was, it was a great time. It was to a place that I had been to before out in Shenandoah National Park. It's called Overall Run Loop. Shout okay. out to Duty, Mikhail, and the lovely lady. We all went there uh, like back in September, I believe. Beautiful place. Awesome waterfalls you get to see, touch. Awesome summit. Beautiful sights. I'm going to post something on Instagram. What's up with... Uh... What's up with Big Devil Stairs? Um, I'm first of all, don't say it like, like I'm intimidated at all because that would not even that wouldn't be nearly the most grueling hike that I've been on. It just it doesn't. I'll do it. It just doesn't seem that enticing because yeah, it's all like downhill, right? Well, I think you start. Yeah, you start going downhill and, and then, then it's out and back, back. So you back walk up back it. up it, and that's fine if there were great sights to see. Mm -hmm. But unlike Little Devil Stairs, there there isn't. A running waterfall the entire way up. Right, right. There right. isn't an. I don't believe that there's an awesome summit that overlooks the, the, the I, mountains. If I'm not mistaken, I think there was one towards the middle of the hike. But okay, the, but the hike doesn't necessarily end there. Right, you right. You have right. to continue through whatever the hell is after that as yeah. well. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I'll check it out. I'll check because because <laughs> I've probably done hikes and trails that are less awesome uh -huh. than that so, uh -huh. I, so I'll, I'll definitely check it out all right but the point i'm getting to is i was telling this person when we got out of our cars and we were getting ready i'm sitting there and i'm adjusting my trekking poles and stuff did this person <laughs> have poles no <sighs> no they did not <sighs> and i was sitting there telling them everything that i learned about trekking poles that it i mean all these different things that it it, it gives you stability Clearly, you got to cross rivers or whatever it is. It gives you stability. I think of it as the arms that Doc Oct from Spider-Man had. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel when I'm using His them. Arm stilts. Straight back. Exactly. It helps you breathe because you're, you're, you're standing up. Because you're right. standing up yeah. straight. It gives you, you're, you're burning way more calories and you're getting an upper body workout as well because now you have point of contact with your, your shoulders and your arms with the ground. Um, great for your joints coming down when you're descending from a mountain and you're constantly stopping momentum. You now can, yeah, I've, <laughs> yeah, you know, them joints. I mean, look, I, I, did, did I, what hike was that when I like rolled my ankle twice <laughs> coming down the mountain? I think that was. I think that was old rag. Was that old rag? That was old rag. I rolled my shit twice coming down the. Bro, mountain. I I remember it too, and I was like, bro, yeah. I was like, because that because it happens real fast. I'm like, because that shit just buckles underneath you, yeah. Bro, I was like, yo, I think if you roll that shit a third time, <laughs> it's gonna be over. We're gonna have to call this dude to come up the fire road, and like, good thing we we're on the fire road right. on the way, because I was like, bro, this, you're not gonna make it if you do that shit again. Bro. Oh god, like, that shit's gonna snap. <laughs> but I'm telling her about these things, and she's like, that sounds really awesome. I'll never get caught dead using those things. And I was what like, was it embarrassment? Like, yeah, it's like oh, it's you, a, you got trekking poles. Uh, it's like. a sissy way of doing things, I guess, because you because you're using assistance, right? And 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 oh yeah, another thing that you're not doing by using trekking poles is constantly arching your back. Yeah, definitely. 
right? Yeah, so, I you know, that. so I said these things to her because I had an extra pair on me at the time. I was just like, hey, you can use these. She was just like, no, I'm good. Like, I'm going to. And I was like, all right, man, like, that's completely fine. Like, you know, like, it's, it's no big deal. So she admitted that all those things were awesome. She had, did not know about any of those things and that she might think about getting them someday. And you had a free pair. And a free pair, ready to go. And that, she was like, no, nah, Didn't good. even want to give it a shot. She was like, no, won't be caught dead with those in my hands. Like, it was sure. like, they were just going to be like a, a studio audience coming along for the hike, laughing at her the entire time. <laughs> Like, yeah. So uh, again, I mean, it was a great time. We had a bunch of super awesome conversation throughout it. I learned a lot about her. She learned a lot about me, but she was not fucking with it. So again, right. good ideas do do not just scale simply because they are good ideas. Now, granted, I don't have trekking poles, and I enjoy a good hike. However, you offer me an extra <laughs> pair that you got. I'm going to use them. Yes. I, I got you doing that. <laughs> I believe you when you say that. That's all. That's all I had on, on the back end of, of your doctor's office trip. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, then you, you went and saw uh, Jordan B-, B. Peterson not too long ago. I did. And you haven't said shit about it. No, I have not. That has not come up in conversation. You ready to do this? Yeah. I made some observations. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so this, how long ago was this? Like a month or a little probably? Longer? Do you want to? My have we thing talked with about, time is terrible. Have we talked about Jordan P? Do you need to reintroduce uh, who Jordan, that is? Jordan B. Peterson, clinical psychologist, thinker, evocateur of our time. He he's had a few books. One of them is Twelve Rules for Life, which is awesome self help psychology uh, book. I mean, it's what's what's awesome about it is. He's giving people rules for how to pick themselves up out of the despair in their lives and better orient themselves with the world. And they're just like simple rules. But then he gives so much like science and history and psychology that backs all this up. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm about to I'm about to fuck you up here for a second. Okay. I need to backtrack real quick to my appointment. Okay. Um. But I, I want you to talk about this because I've been thinking about it because you haven't said anything about it. Um, so the doctor asked, or the nurse asked. Me, <laughs> this is hilarious. This is a hilarious backtrack. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry. The nurse asked me something um, when I first got into the to the room. She asked me, have I felt any sort of symptoms of depression lately? Mm. Asked me if, you know, have, you know, have I had suicidal thoughts, mm. all those, ty- all those types of things. And granted, I definitely have not had any suicidal thoughts. Great song by Biggie Smalls, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Great song. Um, but it makes me wonder, like, how does one differentiate depression from just, just maybe being down? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Feeling like shit, feeling like you know, you you haven't done enough. You haven't progressed. You just feeling really being really hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I think the average person goes through that. You know what I'm saying? You're hard on yourself. You you you're feeling bad about something. Something's got you down and out. But you're not necessarily depressed. Like I need to take medication for mm. this. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that that question is hard to answer. Because I was just like, no, I, I haven't really felt any of those things. Not on a severe level. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I think we all go through times and periods where we're we're just feeling down. Just like, you know, maybe you're just a little more stressed than you'd like to be. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. I feel like 
maybe depression just kind of coincides with a lot of those, a lot of the just feelings that we go through as human beings. I think, you know I think you're trying to delineate between a psychological depression and a neurological. Yeah. So maybe depression. something that's just more temporary. Right. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that just constantly being down would constitute as depression. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that you, you would, you would feel that way. I mean, right. d- to be depressed, right. For, for a depression to be, <clears throat> take place would mean that things would just having to be like the great depression, things dropping, mm-hmm. falling, despair, mm-hmm. just baseline shitty. Yeah. And if that's something that you just feel yourself in on a frequent yeah. basis, I think it's safe to say that that is that. Now, now I think that there are different ways that people go about it, depending upon if they're able to look into your brain and see that there's just like a chemical imbalance uh-huh. that's going on. And then that's when, well, I mean, pharmaceuticals may get in, may be given or prescribed either way. Uh-huh. But I think that one, that's definitely going to be the case. Uh-huh. And then people might try to, may try to advocate for a more holistic way of dealing with a more psychological depression, like trying to create better thought patterns. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And they may, and they may try to use some, some medication for you to get to a point where you can start creating better thought patterns uh-huh. and then maybe hopefully try to wean you off of it with time. Yeah. Cause you know, I don't know. It just it got me thinking when she asked me that, you know, just like, I guess if you just, if you're depressed, like, you know, it, that's you that's know that's you. what the health professional said. No, no, no. I'm saying that. Oh, oh. <laughs> I thought they were just like, yeah. Well, I mean, you 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 just know. I'm like, I don't know if that sounds like a very professional answer. Nah, nah, nah. nah. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Like, if if you're actually depressed, like that, that's just something that's unmistakable. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, nah, I don't know. I think that people are probably confused about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like what it is. Okay. If this is just, I'm just going through some things. My mom just called me a bitch and slapped me and I lost my job and my car exploded all in like a week's time. I'm sad. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, we can, we can point these things out. We know exactly what it is that caused this. But if some of these things start to get fixed, then that depression or that sadness is clearly going to be ameliorated at Mm -hmm. at that by that. All right. right, So, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, but, but you just, you just said no. Yeah, I said no. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm very happy with my life, <laughs> okay. with that, with the things that are going on around me. So I'm definitely not depressed. And I mean, this wasn't. I don't. I don't even. I wouldn't even say this was in reference to me. But I just, you know, I just got to thinking about what she was asking me exactly. Mm. And I'm just like, well, I feel like those feelings can be brought on by other things other than depression. Mm. So I'm wondering how, you know, someone that doesn't hasn't done their research on depression, how would you differentiate the two? I think that it would have been interesting for you to ask her. You know what? Maybe I should have. <laughs> maybe I should have. Yeah, maybe, maybe next year when you go back. <laughs> or I guess, oh, never mind. Well, yeah, actually, when they, are they going to call you with results? Um, I don't know if they're going to, I mean, if they were to find something interesting, they would probably call, but usually it just goes to this app oh, okay. that I'm signed yeah, up for. Yeah, oh, well, then, yeah, maybe next year when you go back. Yeah. Anywho. So everybody isn't as happy as you are, Keon. So some people are going through a bunch of shit and they have no idea how to get themselves out of it. It's mm-hmm. like you you have you have no roadmap whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like at all. And it's like having a map, 
but it's blank. Yeah. Like, like there's just no roads, no Pointless. mountains, no rivers, no nothing yet. You don't know the mileage between locations. And I think as you start to go through life and you start to learn, learn that being the operable word here, the operative word through experiences, you slowly start to draw your map out mm -hmm. and you know what things look like. You know how to take care of yourself. You know where you don't want to go anymore where you're headed, where you are, all these types of things. Mm -hmm. So that's what he's trying to do is he's trying to help. Now, the the third book I believe that he came out with, which was the sequel in a sense to 12 Rules for Life is called Beyond Order. And that is the tour that I just went to go see. Okay. And that was in D.C., at the D.A.R. Daughters of the American Revolution. Revolution. Beautiful place. Have you been there? I have not been to D.A.R. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. Nice place. Uh, beautiful theater. I don't know how many it sat, but let's just start with these with with these observations. Is this a world tour? Or a regular uh, tour? I probably. He does go all over the world, so, okay. pro so it probably is. All right. And I, I want to check his clout. Oh, no, he's out there. All right. Yeah, nah, he's out there. And I, I, one, you have to know that we're going to a place to see a man give a lecture for about an hour or so. Are you about to talk about people like in the crowd not paying attention, doing other things that they shouldn't be doing? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking this is about to be similar to the spa world. Um, that is, that is <laughs> some of the observation. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. Um, well, I mean, depending upon how you feel about it. Okay. So one, you get there, everybody's dressed to the nines. It's just one, it's just one of those places oh. where if you are going to, you know, you go this to different not places. not a casual people, event. No, people go to this guy and he's, he's a thinker. So people go and they dress like they're in... Like I, like they're thinkers. Okay. Like I don't know uh, what what the fuck that looks like, but everyone's in there with Living dresses. Like Sherlock Holmes. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, real real spiffy. Okay. And so it's one just interesting looking at that and realizing this is the way that they view this guy. You got to come here. You got to look good. Don't come in here with a hoodie and jeans on. There was no one in there with hoodie and jeans on. Everybody in there looked really good. All right. It's not like, sound like a good atmosphere. Right. I'm like, okay, that's nice. Next thing, there might be, there might be, I don't know, 1,000, 2,000 people in this. I don't know numbers, but it's a lot of people in this theater. Easily 16 people of color. Right? Interesting. Okay. I don't really know. I mean, there, there's some things to say about that one. They probably just don't know who this guy is. They don't listen to him. I wouldn't know who he is if you didn't tell me. Exactly. So that was the next observation. Okay. Interesting. Continue on. We get inside and there are people lined up. Now, again, I'm old and washed up and I take things too seriously. There are there's a line for the bar. And there are people getting 
you know, the, the, the liquor, their beers. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm thinking you're here to listen to arguably one of the, the the most profound thinkers that you all listen to if you really follow this guy you read his books you watch youtube videos you've been watching his lectures because he's been a, a professor he was a professor uh in canada for a very very long time before he was angsted out of his job for that i believe it was called the c16 bill that was that was uh put through legislation that um that compelled people to use pronouns. He didn't. Oh, okay. he, he did not like that the legislation was getting involved in making people use pronouns. He thought that it was something that you should have a conversation about, and that you should have the choice whether you're going to use it. And he said that he would definitely use it if someone said, "Hey, could you please use this?" But for the legislation to put it through, he was against that. And so that's kind of what propelled him into superstardom because mm -hmm. he was just a professor before that, just just teaching. And so that's that's what sort of got him there. So you're coming to listen to this guy speak. In particular, this chapter of his book that he's going to speak on for this next hour is about. I believe the chapter he chose was do not hide things in the fog. That was the chapter he chose. I believe it's chapter three. And it's clearly about just not sweeping things underneath the rug, like looking at things head on in dealing with them in yourself, with your significant other, whatever relationships like you can't just keep pushing things off to the side. It doesn't work that way. And he what he does is he gives a different lecture every night, meaning he'll start with the idea in his mind and then he'll just try to think his way through it. So he tries to think about new ways of conceptualizing whatever he wrote this chapter on. Okay. So when you say every lecture is different, you mean like like what like each every part of the tour he's just it's something it's off just, the dome. Yes. Oh wow. That's yeah. dope. Freestyling it. Yeah, I I love those people. John Mayer is one of those types of people too, where he'll just he'll go and I mean he'll play a lot of the same songs, but he always tries to incorporate something different into and that, that it keeps him fresh. It keeps him on his toes. Like he tries to do something different with his guitar playing and tries to make it interesting for every city. And I appreciate that. So that's what we're there to do. And you're getting alcohol. And I'm, I'm thinking this, this does not make you a better listener. This does not make you pay more attention drinking the, the, those two shots of cognac that you have in your hand or drinking that that 22 ounce beer that you just got or whatever the case like you're it's not going to help your cognitive functioning here and if I, you if you're to sit around at a party and that's what you want to do like that's that that's fine and by the way i don't even listen i got what i got out of it which by the way wasn't really much because I, he didn't really say much that I didn't already hear from him or know. Mm -hmm. So I was just really there to observe other things at that point. But I'm looking at these people drinking and I, I'm not. So go ahead, because you had something to say about that. Well, no, I'm just I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you because, um, I yeah, that's going to slow down your cognitive functions for sure. But I don't know. What about the people that feel as if they're 
better versions of themselves when they've had a couple. Um, what about the people that feel like they're better versions of themselves? Better have, in have, what way? Well, I have to believe that. Now, maybe I'm just thinking about people that are just addicted. Maybe they're alcoholics, people that just feel as if they have to have a drink in order to in order to really settle themselves and get into a place in which they feel as if they can really take in the information. And I get what you're saying, that drinking alcohol is is actually supposed to do the opposite. But I do feel like there's people out there that feel as if like, all right, yeah, I just, just need a couple. And I'm going to just I'm going to settle in and, 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 you know, be here in the now, in the present, listening to Jordan B. Peterson. Mm. That's interesting because um, there's this thing called myopia. This was talked about in Talking with Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. That chapter in particular was about. Uh, it was about blacking out, but it was a whole lot about college raping. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it, it and the, I mean, was anybody in there really like tossing them back? Like, was there an? I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't okay, looking at okay. people that deeply. Like, I mean, I, I was focused on him. I just saw, but as people were coming in and seating while we were waiting on him to come out to the stage, I just saw people going up there with all their drinks and stuff like that. So was, I'm not. I'm not thinking about people getting completely shit faced. Yeah. Like it's a like it's a but concert. Now I'm also thinking about the fact that. Maybe just like you, a lot of those people are really into Jordan B. Peterson. They've 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 seen it. They you know they've read the books. They feel as if they you know they they get the gist of what he's going to say. But maybe they just wanted to see him in person, and they didn't mind having a couple of drinks. You know, maybe they weren't there to just to to be super focused mm. on and you know just listen intently on everything that he was saying. And 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 that's and that's where I come into the same thing that I said when I came in here last week about people respecting time. And I have to take accountability for knowing how I cherish things mm -hmm. and know that other people sometimes don't give a shit about the things that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So that's completely fine. You're right. Some people could be in there and be like, yeah, just as long as I get the gist of what he's talking about, that's completely fine. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't I don't I don't care about going any <laughs> deeper into that. I don't, I don't care about necessarily trying to remember as much as I can and have it spark some thought later on for me to talk to my, you know, talk to my spouse about or whatever the case is or or any of that or catch the 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 real fine qualities of of what he's talking about at every moment like I, I don't need all that sort of shit like it's just it's just cool i'm here with my boy i read his book he seems cool i'm here to get dressed up hang out with my friends probably get something to eat afterwards get something to eat afterwards we in dc like yeah for sure so again if you don't it, you are completely right keon <laughs> you, 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 you're, 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 I'm not, no, 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 no. But, but that's the thing though, is you are completely right. I'm the only person I know that takes things as seriously as I do. I like, so, so you're right. If you, you don't really care for all of that, then you're right. You can do all of those things, but it's the, but it's the same exact reason why I don't drink or smoke at all anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. Because because you may be thinking we can we can we can just we can do what Malcolm Gladwell does. We can just map this on to a bigger thing or a more specific thing, depending upon how you want to look at it. That That is about the nature of people. We're talking about drinking at the Jordan B. Peterson lecture, but we can just talk about drinking or doing drugs or doing anything that disinhibits you or that sort of 
uh, narrows your scope, but not in a good way, right? You could say that I don't drink and smoke now for what could be, you could say religious reasons. I would, I think it's more apt to say for, for, uh, sacred, sacred reasons. Mm -hmm. And that would be because what's, what's most important to me is to be as, as present and as clear headed as possible in every moment. So I can, I can reap the benefits of everything happening all the time around me to the highest of my capabilities. Cause that's what makes me feel fulfilled is having a good time with friends and family, but remembering every bit of it, mm -hmm. remembering what their faces look like, the jokes told, the conversations had, the information learned. I like to, to, to feel and process all of these things. And I know that if I do these things that take me further away from that, then I can't do those things. So if you don't care about those things that I just listed as much as I do, then you don't care about drinking and smoking. You mm -hmm. would do that because it doesn't matter to you to grasp those moments and to learn from those moments and to use those moments as as sources of productive propagation. Like if, if, if that's if that's the case, then it, it doesn't matter. So you're right. It it doesn't matter if it doesn't matter to you. Mm -hmm. So that's that's really all I'm getting at. I should have at the honestly, I could have just ended all this with couldn't be me though. <laughs> that's really what I should have said. Like, very cool, you guys are doing your thing. Couldn't be me though. I should I guess I should have just said that. Uh so that was my observation about people drinking. All right. Um You gonna you gonna when the when the when the day comes, when that wedding day comes, you're gonna have a champagne toast? No. No? No. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna just I'm, just, I'm just gonna drink my glass just of water. <laughs> And everyone's gonna is gonna be fine with that. <laughs> if they're gonna have to be, <laughs> they're gonna have to deal with. It. Absolutely not. No, no. I'll, I'll put my I'll put my water in a champagne flute if that's, <laughs> if, if that's what you all would like, and I'll clink it and everything. Like the fuck? <laughs> you kidding me? Uh, yeah, I told you I'm not doing shit for other people to feel happy about it. Like I don't. Y'all do what Look, makes y'all feel happy. I, I expected I, you to say that. So <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just saying, in general, for people around me i just want them to know that i love them and that i just you just have to allow me to be me there are a lot of things that i will do for for the graciousness of the moment mm -hmm. like there are a lot of things that i that i give and a lot of things that i like to give for people there's certain things that are just again just arbitrarily inconvenient for me that I'm just not going to do. Okay. Like the fucking coat thing. Don't nobody ever again in my life ask me to take my coat off to take a picture. <laughs> I'm letting you know right now, I'm not going to do it for nobody ever again for any, don't tell me how to dress so I can take a photo. Not doing it. <laughs> I think that's a lot of reason why I didn't like to go to church as a kid. Like mm -hmm. you keep trying to put me in this well, fucking. Yeah. I mean, all. Sorry, churchgoers, but it all does seem a bit forced. A lot of the white kids got to grow up in their churches and get to wear whatever they want to. <laughs> but we had to wear these uncomfortable ass shoes. Grandma tightening up the fucking tie all the way into my esophagus. As if the Lord is going to love you less. That's what I'm saying. It's like, Be come on, bro. Because of your jeans. Yeah, man. I ain't like this. I, I ain't <laughs> like that at all. Anywho, um, the, the biggest, the biggest, this is my biggest observation. My biggest, like, 
qualm that I had with the night. Mm -hmm. I would just do things differently if I was Jordan B. Peterson. In one, in one sense, but I think it's big. After this guy's done having this lecture about how to put yourself together and not hide things in the fog, not sweep things under the rug, aim for something high, aim for something true. Mm -hmm. He does a little Q&A through his computer system. Like the people had already like emailed their questions in and he answered a couple of those. And he said goodbye and he left. And then everyone starts filing out. And then I get out in the lobby and I realize that everyone is in the same little cliques that I've been seeing them in, meaning they with the people that they came there with. And I'm like, you know, if I was him, if I was someone that went on tours and gave lectures or had conversations with people in front of crowds of people, at, I, can, I can promise you that at the end of every single show, I would say, please, I encourage you to leave here and talk to at least someone, if not some group of people that you have not spoken to about something that was spoken about tonight. Did you take it upon yourself to do that? No, this was this was this. So this was a conversation with well, no, with the person that I came with on the ride home. Because okay. I'm going through all these different observations. Okay. And then I get to this observation and I'm thinking, man, it was interesting how when we left, everyone was still just sort of like hanging out with people, just like looking around, checking out people's outfits as we do. But no one was really like talking about like the content with anyone. Like we walked to the bathroom. We were in the bathrooms. We came out of the bathrooms. We went to the lobby, hung out a little bit more. Like we didn't see any of that intermingling happening. And I thought... If if you were as powerful as he is in that stage, because if you're the performer of any sort, you could be him. You could be Lizzo. If you're up there on stage and you tell the crowd to do something, chances are they're going to do it. Right. And I just thought, I wonder why people that do this don't don't recommend to the crowd to to speak amongst themselves about some of the content like this is extremely deep content. This is content about how we as human beings relate to one another and the world as a whole and we come here to listen to this guy who again we we watch his content we read his books but yet there's no conversation amongst people i just i find that interesting at the very least mm -hmm. and i so i just i thought man i'll tell you what if i if i was ever in that place that would definitely be the end of my show every single time. Okay. Because I, I I just know if he just said that, people would be out there and it'd be a completely different thing. But you would see him again, though? I don't know. He's not really, like, at the prime. Like, I, like I, 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 I might. Um, he, he, seem, he seems a little bit more tired than he <laughs> well, was. Doesn't he, he have, he's, like, he's, an ailment? He's going through some, he's going through, like, the last few years of his life haven't been the, the best. Right. He's definitely going through some sicknesses, some ailments, some some tragedies, some depression, a lot of stuff like that. And he just was trying to, as he tells people, pull himself together and get back on tour to continue to spread his good word to people. Were you aware of the Q&A? I was not aware of the Q&A. Okay, because I was, I was going to ask you, you didn't want to, you had no questions for him? 
Nothing you wanted to say? Oh, oh, I got questions. <laughs> that would have been the question. <laughs> that would have been my question. Like, do you at any point in time plan on telling people to speak to one another after your shows? And if not, why? Mm-hmm. Like, I, w- I would love to know that answer. So that's what I that's what I, that I got on the Jordan B. Peterson. But it, but like I said, it was it was, it was cool. It was it was cool. Like I said, nothing I haven't heard before. Nothing I hadn't quite thought about or pondered about before. At this point, the information's circling. Mm-hmm. It's been percolated. Like I, I get it. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, like it's over. I'm, I'm, I'm all on, right, man. Yeah, I'm on other stuff, but it's, it's it was it was a good time. It was a good night. Um, right. You have anything you yeah. would like to get into immediately? I ain't gonna lie to you. My motherfucking shoulder's hurting. I bet I bet it is. You got two shots in it today. Like, what do you think? They shot you up with what's even what's in the tetanus shot? Like nigga, don't ask me that. Yeah, nigga, yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. That's see, that's exactly what I'm talking about. We just get go ahead, shoot me up, doc. <laughs> shoot me up, put him in my arm. I don't care what it is. Stop trying to tell me what it is. Just put I mean, it in. Put it in. Do you not trust it? You don't you you do you not trust what's what they what's in I don't know what's in it. I would never ingest your something with Ingest yourself with something without reading into inject what's inject myself with something without ask, yeah. asking. Gotcha. I don't gotcha. necessarily have to because they might say a bunch of shit that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to ask, and I'm going to ask what these things are, and and to the best of their abilities, tell me what's going on here. Right. Right. I just I just want to know. I did that today with essential oils. I I was I was just at work and I was like. Man, I be pumping these oils into the air all the time, like through this oil diffuser. What the fuck is an essential oil really? Like, yeah. what is it? What does that mean? How do you get to it? How uh-huh. do you how do you make an essential oil? So then I looked it up, and I learned that you just had to get pounds of whatever it is, whether it's lavender or eucalyptus or lemongrass or orange or was this lavender peppermint? This is actually I have orange and spearmint in this one. Uh, okay, and they either press it. Or they steam it long enough to get the natural oils from it. Okay. And it takes a lot of any of those ingredients to get a little, to get drops of essential oils from it. Yeah. Like they're they're out there pressing a whole lot of oranges. Right. And and, and steaming a whole lot of spearmint for us to have these, these smells lingering through here right now. Is spearmint a thing? I thought that was just like a flavor. Is that I, th- I think it's a spear mint. I don't have any any device. It's just on a different right kind of mint. Yeah, yeah, like a verbena mint. Okay. Yeah, like they're, they're different. I just thought there are a lot I just of thought plants. Mint was mint, you know. But that's because you're uncultured. <laughs> no, there are a lot agriculturally. Of sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there, there, there's tons of plants out here. Yeah, yeah. Um, did I tell you? Um, I'm going out of town in a couple weeks. No. So I'm You want to see Jordan Peterson? No. Oh, okay. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh I'm going out of town. It's not gonna it's not gonna affect the pod, but uh going out of town in a couple of weeks. Hey, what's that? Now you know <laughs> Damn man. Did I disrespect I mean to disrespect I ain't listen, I ain't mean nothing by it. Listen, man. I listen. Um I we need you here because Lord knows I'm scared to schedule anybody anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know who's gonna come through anymore. <laughs> um but yeah, now nah, uh, me and my lady were taking a trip up to Philly, uh, to Philadelphia for one particular reason uh, to celebrate to see the Liberty Bell. Fuck no. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, if that happens, it happens. But that's not why we're going. Um, just celebrating another you know year around the sun of being together. Mm. 
Um, so we chose to go up to Philly, but um, I I chose Philly for one particular reason. Me and her are maybe her more than me, but we're both uh, you know Harry Potter nerds. They've got this um, Harry Potter exhibit at the Franklin Institute Jeez that we're going to go to. Um, no cosplay, nothing like that. We ain't, we're not that deep. Um, but yeah, I'm actually really excited to jump into the wizarding world. You're not going to bring what, a wand? Like you're not, are no. you, you, wait, wait, wait. So if there's, because there will be a gift shop, you're not going to purchase. Oh anything. no. Yeah. Things will be purchased, but I'm not going you're in gonna there. You're going to buy a hat and a wand? I don't know what I'm going to buy. All right. I don't know I'll what tell I'm you buy. what. If you buy something that you can wave around or put on your body, I want to see what it is. <laughs> In matter of fact, you may have to come wear it for an episode. <laughs> if you buy, bro, come on, son. If you buy a cloak. A sword, I could get the, uh, the sorting hat. You could get the sorting hat. Or the or the cloak. What was or the, the cloak? cloak? Or the cloak. The I forgot what the cloak was called. The um the one that makes him like invisible. Invisible, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was just called an invisibility cloak or if it was something different. Are you super excited for the origin story of Dumbledore? Um, hold on. Is that a, a new movie okay. starring Jude Law? Yes, it is. I feel like I've heard about it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you ain't seen the preview yet. I don't think I've seen the preview yet. Okay. I did rewatch uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them a few days ago. I don't know what that is. It's from the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Okay. Um, which which one was this? Where did when did hold on a second? That was in the, like the series, like the regular. No, series? no, this oh. was a separate movie. Oh, but still written by J.K. Rowling. Though. Oh, but it don't got none of the, like the main characters. Um, no, I don't think it has any of the. There's a. I know that in the. I think there's a young Dumbledore in because there's two of them i've seen both but i rewatched the first one mm. i think there's a young dumbledore in the second one okay um but none of the people that you're used to seeing the harry potter doesn't show up yeah yeah, yeah. nothing like that he's no. done with that no yeah he, he's done hopefully he's done he, he, he don't want to do that no more. I, I mean nigga gonna make money off that for the rest of his exactly. life exactly so he don't need to do nothing yeah, yeah, yeah. um I, I feel i feel uh <laughs> sad for characters like uh like malfoy Cause I feel like he just goes places and people treat him like shit. Yeah. <laughs> like it sucks to just be typecast as a dickhead because then I really feel like people take that to heart and they oh, yeah. see, and they see you in real life. You're like, little bitch. Yeah. It's like, bro, that's not me, son. Like, fucking bleach blonde yeah, head. Right. Yeah. Bitch ass. Nigga. Like I really feel like that. Like that happens. I feel bad. Oh, might, gonna, he might be oh, a so nice you guy. Gonna, you gonna run up on my nigga Harry like that? <laughs> <laughs> Run up on me. Run up on me though. Nigga. Yeah, bro, pull up your pants. Harry Potter over everything over That's here. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um but yeah, so yeah, we're gonna go to this uh Harry Potter exhibit, which we're both pretty excited for. Uh can't to see what they got up in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's it's probably going to be like magic. I hope so. Yeah, I imagine I, I hope it's magical. They have to. <laughs> Like, I for it to go in there and it just kind of, like, be, like, a bland exhibit. I, be like, I hope not. Yeah. I mean, from the pictures that I've seen, it seems like it's going to be something that's pretty cool. Um, and it's also, we're going, so it's, the Franklin Institute is a museum. Okay. Um, but they've got this whole thing with the Harry Potter thing going on right now. Um, so we're going, actually, after the museum is closed and only the Harry Potter exhibit is going to be open. Mm. So um, I think it's, like, a two-hour time slot. So we're just going, you know, going there. Um, they've got interactive interactive uh, exhibits, oh, um, yeah. things that you can touch and do, you know, blah, blah, You're blah. You're going to have to pick up a wand and, and, and do a spell, nigga. I promise. 
But but if if not, that's whack. I want to do a spell. So you just want me to pick up a wand and and say those words. What are those words? Uh, I think it's like, expecto patronum. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Something like that. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Um, expect just, more, expect more petroleum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that one. You just want me to do it just because? Yeah, man. I don't know if you're trying to play me right now or not, bro. If I was uh, listen, okay, I'm a Sherlock Holmes nerd. So so let me try to level with you here, since okay. you, since you think I'm just playing you. <laughs> if I went to a Sherlock Holmes world. If they didn't allow me or if they didn't if they didn't give or offer some sort of small mystery to figure out, uh-huh. I'd be very disappointed. Okay. okay. I'd be very disappointed. Okay. And I would definitely put on a little pea coat or a trench coat and get a magnifying glass in my hand and figure it out. Okay. All I right. want that I'm not that is not no uh, that is not beneath me. Well look. I I don't think that wearing a cloak and having a wand in my hand is some sissy shit. So I can I don't mind doing that. I just I'm not saying I, like man, nah, nigga, like I, I just can't even like I fuck with Harry, like I fuck with him, but like <laughs> I ain't about to pick up no wand, nigga. Nah, DC, man. nigga, <laughs> DC in the house, nigga. Fuck y'all talking about? Like I <laughs> pick up a wand for what? Yeah, exactly. I, ain't shit gonna happen yeah. when I when I do it. You just want me to look stupid. <laughs> I do it then what, huh? Then I go just go to the next exhibit, buy, go buy myself a little a little charm. Only little, exhibit little charm I know is X to the Z, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> she one of them. You <laughs> <She> one. You <laughs> uh, X to the Z. <laughs> What's he up to? He's still pimping people's rides. <laughs> I hope not. I ho- I hope he's moved on from that. <laughs> Okay. Don't nobody want no fucking goldfish in their back seat. (laughs) (laughs) Don't nobody want that shit. That that show was a tragedy. (laughs) I can't I can't get behind stuff like that. Like, come on, man. Oh god. Niggas got a niggas got a disco ball instead of a a headlight. That's when people started putting uh, like TVs in the back of their their headrests, but it was a but it was a two seater. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah just ridiculous so, bro, no one's no one's seeing this what are you talking about um so yeah we're gonna we're definitely that's the main reason why we're that's the whole reason why i chose philly to to begin with but obviously it's philly we're gonna find stuff to do definitely gonna get a cheese steak got to got to um my girl's a big fan of like frozen alcoholic drinks so we're gonna go to, go to the fat they got a fat tuesdays out there that we're gonna hit up um <laughs> Philly cheesesteak. I had this conversation with my parents, and this this is this is all I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to disrespect anyone. Okay. We know of a place called Mario's. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> they make cheesesteaks there. Very good ones. Delicious. Absolutely. And my only thing is I'm just asking the question, what makes a Philly cheesesteak from Philly automatically better than a Philly cheesesteak from anywhere else? And I ask that question because I want to know what that means from any region that makes any signature food or it at least originated there. And then now they just hold the crown for it. And if they just hold the crown for it simply for origin's sake, 
or if it's because it's really better. So I'm sending you Keon Michael Harris on a mission to Philadelphia to get a wand, a hat, a cloak, and as well as a Philly cheesesteak. And I need you to come back on this podcast and tell us what the Philly cheesesteak was hitting on for real. I've had one before. Do you want me to elaborate on it or do you want me yes. to go up there no, and try? Because no. I'm going to, because when we go, I'm not going to go to the same place. There's a lot of spots up there to do the cheese. All right, then we'll wait. We'll wait. We'll wait. Okay. We'll wait. Okay, because I could tell you about the first one I had. Because you've had plenty of Philly cheesesteaks. I mean, just cheesesteaks in your life. I don't mean no disrespect. <laughs> you've had plenty of cheesesteaks in your life. Yes, I have. Okay, so so here, you know what one tastes like. You know, Okay, tell me, the, uh, uh, I'm gonna, what are you looking for in a good, what makes a good cheesesteak sub? I mean, if we can, if we can start with a good quality of of beef, okay, that would be nice. Okay, um, not all places do that, you know what I'm saying. But if you can find a nice cut of beef, and and they don't do that because beef is expensive. Nobody's gonna be, you know, chopping up ribeye for you and their cheese steaks and selling it to you for five dollars. Right. So if you can get a good quality of meat, you better, you know, you're gonna expect your cheese steak to cost more. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, Provolone cheese, I would probably be my preference. I'm, I really wouldn't care. You could put American on there; it doesn't bother me. You could put fucking Swiss on there. Colby Jack wouldn't really kill me at all. I'm not doing the American. On not there. the American. Nah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, nah. Like it wouldn't bother me at all. But I would probably go with provolone, and that might even be just for the aesthetics. Just the white cheese layered over top of the brown meat. Um, but that just uh, that that uh, it, I think it's more of an aesthetic thing. Yes. Um. But probably uh, mayo, ketchup, hot peppers on the bread. Okay. Um. I need hot peppers on my sandwich. Um. Sometimes I'll go with a banana pepper. I usually do that on cold sandwiches, but I could I could do that on a hot sandwich too. I've gotten banana peppers at Mario's. Yes. Um. Lettuce, and that's that's probably it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And you know that's gonna be, I don't I don't know how you know I don't know how it's gonna be layered, but I've been a sandwich guy for a long time. You know I worked at Panera Bread one time. I worked at a Subway, d- d- shitty ass Subway down in Florida after I crashed my car and I was riding a bicycle around, right? So I, I've I've made some sandwiches. Came back up tropical smoothie. I'm a sandwich guy. Uh-huh. It's all about distribution, uh-huh. ratios. I like. I got. I, go ahead. I like. To have a, you can overdo it on the meat for me. If, okay. Yeah. You on can, the sandwich. Okay. Because I've had steak and cheeses where there's just not a lot of meat. And I'm just like, this is weird. Why? Why? I got that on my birthday at Jersey Mike's. Now, Jersey Mike's also passed up, passed me over on a job when I was down in Florida. So fuck them first. <laughs> <laughs> I had a uh, Chipotle steak and cheese from Jersey Mike's like two weeks ago, and I was disappointed. They, it ain't it. They're cold sandwiches, awesome. Oh, okay. I, don't, I wouldn't know. Hot sandwiches from Jersey Mike's, or at least the steak and cheese? Bro. No. Bro. Definitely. There was, there was so it was, much bread. It was simple as hell. They it, could. I. I took. I ripped off half of the bread because yeah. because the steak and the cheese only made it up half way up the bread. Oh, 
cool. Oh, that's trash. It was super. Like, they could have put what they put in there, like, in a hot dog bun. (laughs) And that would have worked. But the fact that they put it in this big-ass 12-inch sub, like, it was like, bro, you don't need all this fucking bread. I was, I was, oh, I was disappointed. Yeah. But I will say this, and please, anybody from Philly, feel free to, you know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Whoop his ass when he get up there. Yeah, whoop my ass when I get up there. But I think it's traditional in Philly for them to use cheese Whiz instead of cheese. Mm. Because the first time I went up there, they asked me if I wanted traditional or if I wanted regular cheese. And I asked them what traditional was. And they was like, well, we use the cheese Whiz. And I was like... Well, nigga, I'm in Philly. Give me the cheese whiz. And I got to tell you, um, I, I like I like regular cheese better. I got to tell you. I like regular cheese better. Uh, yeah, something tells me that that would be the case for me, too. I, I, yeah, I, I'm good on that. I just, because I just, it, it just made the sandwich all wet and, and, yeah. and cheese. And I'm just like, nigga, is this nachos like, or is this a sandwich? I'm not, I'm not a child anymore. Like, this doesn't, this, this fake cheese does not do it for me. I don't want my shit to come out of a canister, well, like whipped cream. I'm sorry. It, it wasn't. It wasn't in a can. It was like melted in a thing. They just mm. take a little spoon, like a little ladle and just yeah. slide it along the sandwich. Mm. And I'm just like, nah, yeah. next time I'm going to just get regular yeah, cheese. Yeah, get some cheese, bro. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, going to go to Hit Fat Tuesdays for the um, for the, for the the frozen alcoholic drinks. And um, we're also going to go. There's a market up there. I forgot the name of it, but it's a very famous market where you can get like these really delicious hot pastrami sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're also going to go check that out as well. Okay. Um, and who knows? You know, we might get into some other shit, but we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Very, Looking very nice. forward to it. It's going to be a nice, uh, what you call a hard reset. <laughs> it's going to be a nice hard reset for me getting out of town. <laughs> Would you like to speak about the hard reset? Everyone in the world's been speaking about it. Listen, if we're gonna oh. if we're gonna if we're gonna speak about the hard reset, let's 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 talk. I, I would like to talk about it in in our own way that we haven't heard a thousand times. All right, okay. All and, right, and 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 I will start this off for us. All right. Um. First and foremost, as, as I've said before, I, 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 in general, care more about things than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I find the conversation that I like the most things that truly speak to the nature of things, the essence of whatever it is at speak. And... Without that, I think you're just kind of like talking shit about stuff. Maybe you're, you're just shooting the shit, whatever. It's meant to be flippant and whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not super into that. Like, I, I like to talk about something with some sort of substance, as we know by now. And so when I think of stories, whether it be from celebrities or not, I don't like to talk about them or look at them much Unless there is going to be a a genuine gem taken away from it for me. Okay. That is the way I like to interact with things. I don't like to look at stuff and go, oh, shit, that nigga got slapped in his face and then we're done. Right? <laughs> I like to take something away from it that will help me 
better my vision, that will help refine my way to some degree, even if it's just a, a small sanding of a corner in what my my statue is of of life. Mm -hmm. Right. That's that's fine. I'm going to start with a story. You don't have to pitch in to this story at all. Do I know it? Yes. Okay. You do not have to say a word. You can just smile. Okay. If you would like to. But can I say something if I want to? Of course. Okay. Absolutely. All right. This story is about an old friend of ours. Okay. That was what the hard reset was about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there was a point in time when this, this gentleman of ours slowly started to... To drift away from from me, who had been friends with him for a very, very long time in the way that we were. And by the way, I should probably preface this story with I, all I'm going to state are, are, are just facts and observations. This is in no way, shape or form to put anyone down at all. This is just the way that I look at story. Mm -hmm. And he slowly started to drift away from me, the group. Didn't do anything to to harm this guy. We only ever tried to support him as far as, as I was concerned. In more than one way. In more than one way. Um, I've been friends with this guy since I was in fourth grade. Mm -hmm. Right? Like we, we were I, I there was a point in time where I looked up to him. <clears throat> like I legitimately I mean in every way, like I was looking up to this guy. I was like, damn, this motherfucker got like He's the this motherfucker got facial hair. <laughs> we young as fuck. He got facial hair. Like he's got all the cool clothes. That's, that's and, a funny thing to look up to. It, but it but, but as a young but kid, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get as it. a young boy, it's like we're we're in like fucking fifth grade. It's like, damn, like you got armpit hair. Like, damn, man. Like that's awesome. Wow, he's a man. Yeah, like he's got a fucking full beard at six in sixth grade. Wow. You know? He was cool. Spitting rhymes. Nigga had all the dunks. He had the dunk. He he had the video games. The video games. He had all the snacks at the house. Yeah. Snacks as a kid going to another kid's house and he, you got all the snacks. We had seaweed crisps as we know at my house. Y'all got ho hos and Twinkies and hot dogs with the cheese whiz and all of this stuff <laughs> like that's awesome. So I looked up to him. He was legitimately like the. I, I thought he was the coolest nigga on the planet at one point in time. And I think to some degree, we all kind of felt that like he was at least exceptional. Like he just yeah. seemed like a really, really cool nah, guy. Nah, definitely, definitely. And <clears throat> time went on. We're out of high school at this point. And there, there's, there seems to be a change in this person. It seems like, like the years... Now, in, 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 in maybe in the possible near future, aren't seeming like they're going to be the brightest. It, just, it doesn't seem like that same zeal, that same crisp freshness is still here. Something's happening and it's dampening. Mm -hmm. And just to kind of fast forward a bit, because we don't have to go through everything. This person ends up with. In other, I'm not going to say it's a significant other. I guess it's significant in some ways, but in other. And I never really, I I never bought into it. I never really, you know, people with people, 
what are you really going to say? Mm-hmm. Right? They want to be with him. They're going to be with him. I never thought that it was anything cool. Right? For lack of a better term. I didn't think it was it was awesome, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Um, not much to say there. I think it was it was it was known in other ways, uh, or it was it was sort of expressed in certain ways. Like maybe not necessarily wanting to be around, not really asking too many questions about this person, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you kind of catch the vibes. Like well, you don't really fuck with this person, but you're with them, so you're with them. And it seems that along with their union came a disbandment with us right it seemed like that was the case right you're choosing this person we're just over here now and that you know it is what it is we get older i there was a point in time where i would have never thought that that would have been the case with this person shit i went through a little phase of that myself yes you did i mean I, you came back was, around yeah and i don't think it was nearly as uh catastrophic no but uh no. i definitely i definitely went through a phase of that myself yeah so it happens. Yeah, sometimes people go with people and leave everyone that they ever knew behind. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not until that person wrongs them and they break up that the person tries to come back. Yeah. Anywho. So this person is disbanding from the band. He's trying to go solo mm-hmm. or at least start this now this duet this with this this duet with this with this person <laughs> doing a duet with this brother with this other person. And it was the sort of relationship where this person would would disrespect our old friend on inter on the internet. Mm-hmm. They would they would just say things, and I don't know how how normal this is in relationships. I I, I don't know. It's normal for a lot of people, right? So you get on there, you man, sometimes man you or at women. them, sometimes you just say subliminals, talking shit about your significant other. I'll tell you what, without having to say too many words, couldn't be me though, <laughs> right? Okay, interesting. Not for me, but that's what this person is choosing to do. Okay. Enough time goes by where we're really not hanging out with this person at all. We're really not seeing them at all. Mm -hmm. They live a clean 17 minutes away (laughs) from most of us. Uh Never seeing them. And then now the story I'm going to recite is the best of my recollection as told to me from the source, this person mm-hmm. I'm speaking about. Mm-hmm. So I'm not just pulling this out of my ass. Whoa. <laughs> just a real quiet whoa. This person, our old friend, let's call him Bailey. Bailey was away from all of his friends. And what do you do when you're away from all your friends? You just start getting in touch with random people. Mm-hmm. He got in touch with a random guy because he needed some spearmint. The guy happened to sell a lot of spearmint. Mm -hmm. And our friend Bailey was like, you know what? I think I would like to sell some spearmint too. Is there any way that I could have some of your spearmint to sell to some people that I know love spearmint? Mm Mm-hmm. Guy said, yeah, sure. Now, Bailey said to him, I don't actually have the money on me right now. Is there any way you could front me this spearmint? I will go give it to my friends. I will bring you the money back soon. The guy says, sure, I'll do you that solid. Here, have as much spearmint as you want. 
And he gives it to him and Bailey leaves. Week goes by, two weeks goes by. Bailey has not brought back the money from the spearmint that he has now distributed. The guy gives him a call and says, hey, man, remember that spearmint that I had given you with no upfront money from you? Well, I need the money back that you <laughs> promised me. Right. And the long and short of it is Bailey said, man, fuck you, nigga. You're going to get it when you get it. <laughs> okay. Right. I think this was a series of conversations or it was a series of texts. But at the end of the day, he said, man, fuck you. Like, you're going to get it when I give it to you. All right. Now, you don't know this guy really. So you don't really know what he's capable of, what he's capable of, how he if he takes things like that lightly or not. It turns out he doesn't take things like that lightly. It's the or not. Mm -hmm. So this guy finds an informant that works within Bailey's job to screenshot Bailey's schedule. That's crazy. He gets Bailey's schedule. That's a lot of effort. It's a lot of effort. But really not much if you just kind of know someone. Yeah. He's like, hey, man, can you go over there and uh, take a picture of that real quick? Send that over to me. Oh, thanks. It's really not. It's really, it could really take all the five minutes. Mm -hmm. He gets the schedule. He knows what time Bailey gets off of work. Bailey is being picked up from this significant other. Mm -hmm. They are driving home and they don't realize that there's a car that's taken every left and every right behind them tailing them closely behind that's a hell of a life you getting tailed by by vehicles nigga what are you into that's a nigga if i if, if i ever tell you a story about me getting tailed you're gonna have to help me rework my life <laughs> like who I'm getting followed <laughs> my part of a conspiracy <laughs> like that's wild <laughs> and the story gets wilder <laughs> I'm just thinking about the, the tailing part of it. like <laughs> out here getting followed like this is, this is X-Files <laughs> Oh. TX files. Um so <laughs> so they drive into their parking space. Mm. They get home. They park in between two cars. There's now a car to their left and a car to their right. A car pulls up behind their car. They can't leave now. Mm -hmm. They are blocked in. Mm -hmm. I believe they step out of the car. Three men also step out of the car that has just conveniently or inconveniently parked right behind them with masks on. And weapons. Mm -hmm. uh, bats, I believe. 
And they start swinging the bats and hitting Bailey hard with the bats. Mm -hmm. Now, this is where the story gets a little mixed up. I don't know how many times he gets hit. He's able to escape somehow. We don't know if the bats were aluminum, wood. Yeah, we don't know any about that. We don't know anything about that. We just know he got hit because I saw the what the collision had done. So uh-huh. the person got hit. It took off. Now, supposedly, now this part of the story is clearly only being told from the significant other. She says that she was roughed, maybe pushed or slapped. Or something somebody did or said something to her that she did not like. She didn't appreciate it. She didn't take it lightly. Mm -hmm. So when it came time for those two, Bailey and his girlfriend, to reconvene after this light jumping that took place. First thing is, well, I'm going to call the niggas up. So he then tries to come and find us. We... We're not about that life mm-hmm. for various reasons. Mm-hmm. One, because the story was told as I just told it. And it's your fault. Yeah. You want us to come defend your fuck shit? Secondly, it's not my life, dude. <laughs> I, I That's not what I'm saying. When I say it's not my life, I mean... I am a nice guy. <laughs> it's just not, I'm not in the streets like that. Yeah. It would, it would really have to take something pretty wild in order for that to be the case. And this just doesn't happen to be it. And keep in mind, you've disbanded. So it's interesting that this is coming about now. Mm-hmm. This significant other of Bailey's is on record saying that he needs to get his ass back out there in those streets and fight for his and her honor. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I've told this whole story really to get to this point. I remember thinking when I heard that, you're the damn devil. (laughs) I would never, ever want to be with someone that was telling me to get up and go fight for our honor. Mm -hmm. This is not that. This, This is, you are not seeing the world clearly. This is not how you handle this. First of all, it's my fault in the first place. I put us in this situation. And this is not how you further this situation. Because the next thing is a gun. Right. After that, Mm -hmm. after I get back out there, the next thing is a gun. Or it's just me going back out there and getting my ass whooped again. Yep. And how many times do I have to go back and fight for my honor before the honors we're done with? (laughs) We're, we're, We're done. There's no more honor left. I couldn't be with someone that even, even them not even saying it, that that even if they didn't say it, but we're just hanging out and they give me a glance like I'm a bitch 
for not going out and defending the honor of me and them or whatever that is, whatever this weird fucking idea of honor is in this situation. I don't want that. I need someone that is secure in themselves, secure in what it is we have going on and has a clear head about what our objective in life is and that going out there in the streets and trying to figure this thing out out there is nowhere near our goals in life. Mm -hmm. This does not align with trying to become a better person and, and create a sustainable life for us. Mm -hmm. It's this ain't that. Right. And we need to be able to say that. It's the, it's the same thing I talked about many, 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 many episodes ago. I'll take us back to school for just a second. That problem solving and how it's applicable to everyday life, but they don't teach it like that. I wish teachers would Tia, teach it like this. Sally and Sam go to a party. They bring five pizzas. Three of them are pepperoni. Two of them are cheese. They each cost five dollars. They also bring sodas, three sodas. The sodas cost $1.75 each. Mm -hmm. How much money did they spend in pizzas? Your teacher should have been telling you, read the entire problem. Figure out what they're asking you. Go through and find out the extraneous information. The things that do not belong that are only going to muddle up the problem solving in your mind. Get those out of the way. What doesn't matter here is the fact that they brought sodas, how much the sodas cost, and what the different types of pizzas were. All I asked you was how much money was spent on pizzas. Mm -hmm. The pizzas were $5 each. I said they were five. There you go. You do the math. If you don't know that, <laughs> yo. Anywho, <laughs> that's what matters there. We need as humans to be able to walk through our daily lives and discard the distractions at a moment's notice because the world that we live in today, it ain't nothing but distractions, mad distractions. And people are so inundated with them every day. You wake up very first thing you pick up your phone and start looking at distractions. Mm -hmm. And it's so pathological. It's so fucked up these days that people look at the distractions and they have a, a reverse, a mirror image of what reality is. And they think that all the distractions is the main course. Mm. Uh, I like that. That's how like fucked that. up shit is. So we have to go through life and be able to discard the distractions at a moment's notice and know what it is we're doing here. I'm not going out back out in the street and messing with these dudes and getting killed for our honor or whatever it is you're talking about. Right. When I see Chris Rock tell a joke on the stage at the Oscars and Will Smith laugh at it, look over, see that Jada ain't laughing too hard, mm. and then get up, walk over there, and smack the shit out of Chris Rock for telling a G.I. Jane joke that was uh, slightly deeper than it was because we didn't know about the alopecia. Mm. And walk off like he's him from the wild, wild west. Mm -hmm. And then come sit down and then scream, bro, there's a lot wrong with this picture. Mm -hmm. 
Now, we've made a lot of jokes about it, as the world has, mm. but there's a lot wrong with this picture. We don't even need to get into all of it, but there's a lot wrong with it. And just like our old friend Bailey, I couldn't get it out of my mind that it seemed like at this juncture of his life, the word broken came to mind. Mm. It seemed like maybe not just that person had done it to him, but a series of events and circumstances along with this person that damn sure didn't help it had broken his spirit mm -hmm. to a degree. And you could see it through the actions mm -hmm. because again, we knew this person for a long time and that wasn't him. Right. And so when I see Will Smith go and smack the shit out of this guy, after his initial reaction to what he felt like he had to pop up and go do after her reaction, I can't help but think seems like you're a bit broken. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, he's he's tired of being Mr. Nice Guy, apparently. Well, I don't I haven't even heard anyone talk about the fact that afterwards he 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 won an Oscar, went up on stage, and then he gave a speech about being a vessel for love. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. <laughs> you can't smack the shit out of Chris Rock and then go up and talk about being a vessel for love. Even that seemed eerily disbanded, mm -hmm. eerily contradictory. And I say eerily because for you to do that, it seems as though you're not making the connections, the very quick connections between the things that you're doing and the things that you're saying. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's concerning to say the least. And that's, and, and so that's, that's that's most of what I is I really have to say about it. Again, I look at stories to try to figure out how we should and should not conduct ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I just felt that it was it was more sad really than than anything else for me. It, like again, there there were definitely funny moments. Like the fact that Chris had to, as I said before, try to like let him know, like, dude, it was a G.I. Jane joke. Yeah. Like relax. You know what I mean? <laughs> like some of these things were were comical in it, but it was it was definitely more sad for me than anything. Yeah, I, it certainly. It was certainly. It overshadowed the night. And Bailey, I love you, by the way. I do. It's just I didn't tell any lies. Yeah, everything you said was facts. I love Bailey as well. You know what I'm saying? Um, but everything you said was facts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it was. I think it was very selfish. Mm. For 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 Will to do that, um, to to make that moment everything that the Oscars was for that night, like nobody give, nobody give a shit about who won what. That's that's all they're talking about is the slap. <laughs> like that's why it's called hashtag the slap. It's like the snap, the Thanos snap. You know what I'm saying? Um, it it was yeah, it was it was it was pretty ridiculous, which is also why it's funny. Yeah. Um, but you can't do that. Uh, yeah, I have nothing you else. To, there, there, there's too much to say about it, but <laughs> I, I, have, I have nothing else to, to really, I, yeah. I don't want to get into it again. Yeah. Everybody's already, especially by the time this comes out, people have been hearing yeah. about this yeah, for yeah, yeah. over a week. Yeah. We don't need to get any further into it, but I yeah. did just want to share that. Yeah, um, I got you. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, and, and we even have friends, by the way, that in the chat, 
some some jokes, maybe some others not quite jokes, some truth sprinkled in jokes like you can, you know, like you can be a gentleman all you want, but sometimes you got to know when you got to knock a motherfucker out. Mm-hmm. Like some quotes like this. And the thing is, okay, sure. That ain't one of the moments. <laughs> no. That ain't that nah. ain't that ain't one of the moments. Yeah. You can you can care about your family. You can want to be a protector like King Richard was to Serena and Venus Williams and all that great stuff, but this ain't it, bro. Yeah. This this ain't it. Yeah, that's too it's too big of a stage. You're on too big of a stage. I'm not like I'm not tainting my career for it. I might see you and I might see you backstage and we're gonna have a serious conversation, but I'm not and I, you know what? Maybe maybe Will's too big of a star for his shit to be tainted, anyways. But it is what it is. Mm. All right. See, and, and, and see, and that's if I, if there is something else to say about it, it's a, it is a talk about egos. Mm. In that, nah, bro. At the end of the day, we are people, mm-hmm. and I don't care. And, and you know, that's the thing. Like, I like your movies, bro. <laughs> movies is all. Movies is hidden. Yeah. But you can't be hitting too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you you gotta relax. All right, one of the things gotta hit. You can't do both. Right, right, right. Like you, it's 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 too it's, it's too much. Yeah, it's too much. Like you you gotta. Like, it's something else is going on, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably a mixture of things, but bro, like that that ain't. Yeah, I mean, he's he's been the butt of a lot of jokes over the last year or so. I mean. And that now, can weigh and on. Now, and now he's well, he gonna have a whole lot more weight on him now. They're right. gonna be uh he's gonna be the butt of a whole lot more jokes. And yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. For a long time. These little fresh prince uh, songs that are coming out. Did, have you seen them? Oh my gosh, I'm gonna send them to you. After All this, right. I'll show them to you. Oh my gosh. You haven't seen any of like the the Fresh Prince parody, like the introduction of Fresh Prince. Oh, this is a life. I don't oh, think I have. Oh my god, I got two to show you. Right. They're they're great. They're like people that redid the lyrics, but it's about walking up on stage and slapping Chris Rock. Okay. Oh my god. Oh my god. They're fucking hilarious. They're hilarious. They're so well hey, done. Hey, shout out to Chris Rock. I heard his uh he's got a world tour coming up or something like that, and his ticket sales is through the roof. So that's the best thing will collect. That's the best thing that could have happened to him. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I don't know. We we can't do that. Him getting slapped by Will Smith is the best thing that could have happened to him. For his ticket sales. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Is there any, where are we at? Where are we at? Hour hour 40? What's going on over here? Yeah, you got you got what you got. You got anything um, else that you nah, feel like man. you need to talk about? This has been fun. This has been a good time. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to wrap it up. What uh, uh my on. last words is um, you know. Just just make sure you're taking care of yourself in, in every way possible, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, uh, through your own research, uh, you know, your own, you know, learning about your doing your own thing with your health and wellness. Or if you want to, you know, take the advice of a, of a uh, professional, um, just just make sure make sure you're doing the best that you can for yourself, because we only get we only get one of these. We only get one of these. You know what I'm saying? Um, and. You never really know when your time is 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 up for real. So just do the best you can and and bettering yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, um, every day if possible. That is true. You never you never do know when things are going to be up for you. Mm-hmm. As, as as you know, the world shows you if you look around and survey what the fuck is going on, things be up for people mm-hmm. at a snap mm-hmm. moment, right? And uh, I'll end it with this. 
when I talk about trying to trying to absorb things, extract ideas and better ways of relating to the world and positioning yourself in it from story. Uh, I had a friend recently talk to me about one. He was first. He was just asking me how I feel about like extraterrestrial life. And it, it ended up getting to a point where he just said that sometimes he would just look up in the sky and just just believe for a second that at any moment, you know, like a, he could just see a meteor like slowly starting to come down. And he's just like, oh, shit, there it finally is. Like, it's all over. <laughs> or he just sees like a nuke about to come and just tear everything to shreds. And he just, and that's what he's just like, yeah, I just got this fear every time. Sometimes I'll just look up in the sky and I'll just think, well, yeah, this is about to be it. And, you know, I told him as I told him when he was asking me about extraterrestrial life and whether I believe that they're out there. And if they are, are they friendly? Are they going to come kill us? Have Do they live amongst us? All these questions that people ask. And it all, all the conversation comes down to could be cool theory, could be cool theory, could be cool theory. That's what it comes down to. And I tell him, like I tell people, like I've told you all today on the podcast, I, that sort of, that line of questioning or sort of conversational inquiry doesn't really excite me unless there's something we can take from it that helps me pragmatically today mm-hmm. something i can do with it today something i can think about or implement into my thought pattern that will help me today mm-hmm. and if he's talking about extraterrestrials and maybe they're living amongst us and trying to figure out our ways so they can you pop up and kill us or like the pilgrims did the native americans or it's um just uh, we weren't calling them that anymore. The 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 well, so this is what you got to do. The <laughs> natives of this land, <laughs> um, and or it's a bomb or a meteor coming down to blow everything to smithereens. I don't see the utility in that unless you then say, well, if that is the case. And you do truly have a grasp on the fact that things are quite that fleeting and quite that fragile for us as humans. Then what does that mean about the way I want to live today? Okay, that's where my mind would take me after a thought like that. You're right. It could be up and it doesn't have to be looking up at the sky, waiting for a meteor to come down. It could be something in your body that you're unaware of that you need to just go see a health professional about. Mm -hmm. That's about to take you out in six months and you have no idea about it, Mm -hmm. right? It could be that thing, but you never know what's going to happen. And so what does that mean for you about how you're going to walk this earth? Does that mean anything to you? Does, does it, does it, does it change anything about the way that you feel like you ought to navigate, Mm -hmm. coordinate yourself, in relation to other people and your aspirations, your motivations, your, your, your love for being here. I don't know. Ask yourself. Those are my last words. Peace. Episode 110, baby. 110.